Just one sec, guys. Here's the espresso I made for you. Wow, Lee, so excited to try out your espresso. Who's that? What's up? What are you guys doing? I was just making a nice espresso. Would you like... No, Lee. You'll all have to try Death Wish Coffee. Kurt, isn't that the world's strongest coffee? Fuck yes, it is. Oh, man. It tastes great. Just explosion of flavor in my mouth. When I try Death Wish Coffee, it feels like Jesus Christ himself washing down my throat. But, Kurt, this is a lot of coffee. You must have spent a ton of money on it. And not just American dollars, but Canadian money. Fuck, no, I didn't. I used coupon code 3 Greeners and I got 10% off. You can, too! <sighs> In a world of lame, nerdy podcasts, one, no three, and maybe sometimes more nerds, will rise to the challenge. We hold these studios accountable. We celebrate the amazing feats of cinema. We sometimes rage out. We are the Three Angry Nerds Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Three Angry Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, Curtis, with me. As always, it's Adam. How's it going, Adam? Hey, doing pretty good. Um, yeah, it took a bit, bit of a break through January. Just doing a lot of traveling for work and such. But uh, yeah, yeah. Now I'm back, so good to be here. It's funny because people were like, oh, you're recording like one person shows. I'm like, there's literally not, not much reason to justify having more than one person. There's like nothing coming out, so. Yeah, like, and yeah, not a lot of reviews really right now either. But No. But starting to pick up a little bit, so I I think like by time March rolls around and you get Dune, I think that's when like it start it's gonna start picking up again more. But yeah, even February, it's like Madam Web and One Love, and then that's it till Dune. So, uh, yeah, I think a lot of people. I'm like, come on, give me my press screen for Dune. I want that so bad. Uh, and then also with us as always is Alma. How's it going, Alma? Hello, I'm fine. How about you? I'm a little good. cold. Oh no, that's never fun. <laughs> uh, I'm good. I stayed up way too late watching horror movies last night, and then yeah, I tried to stay up a little bit later after that. And then my body was just like, "No, we're we're going to sleep. Like we're done." Oh, what did you watch? Uh, it's called The Last Drive-In with Joe Bob Briggs. They like pair together uh, two two movies and watch them. It's kind of like a fun little thing you do with like it's like a crowd of people so yeah it's a little little something fun but yeah i was like gonna actually have like quite a few drinks and i only had like two drinks two two and i was like i'm done so i don't know what's maybe i'm just getting wiser in my age but uh but unfortunately some sad news to start things off this week because the mandalorian predator rocky icon Carl Weathers has died at the age of 76. Died in his sleep. So, at least a peaceful and uh, obviously very abrupt end to things. You know, in some ways, at least it's good. He didn't suffer for years. Like, you know, Toby Keith also passed away. Uh, it sounded like he was going through stomach cancer for quite a while. So, it's just like, I don't know. As much as everyone's like, oh, it sucks that Carl Weathers died. I'm like, you know what? It was short, peaceful. Probably the best thing you can ask for, really. But, I don't know. It still sucks. The man was a legend. Yeah. 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 I'm just curious, like, how this is going to affect, obviously, you know, Mandalorian. Because he, um, 
forget his character's name, but it was like, yeah, he was pretty, he was pretty prominent in that show. So I'm curious how they're going to address that if they even will, or maybe they'll just be like, oh yeah, he's retired or something. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, knowing Disney, they might just resurrect him with some CGI and deep fakes and whatever. I mean, <laughs> I wouldn't have put it past them. Like, probably, I'm not even doubting that in the last year or two, they started scanning all the actors' faces so they could do such a thing. So, I mean, because after the whole thing with Princess Leia and Rogue One, I feel like they started to be, like, more on top of, like, scanning their actors' faces to, like, kind of prepare them for this. So, I mean, we joke, yeah. but... There's entirely a possibility oh. where this happens. Yeah, like that that one character in Rogue One, that old guy was like completely CGI. Tarkin, um, yeah. Then they yeah, and they did the Luke Skywalker stuff. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, big changes going on at Disney. Uh, Bob Iger. They had like a an investors call. Uh, and Bob Iger basically hinted that. The only 2025 Marvel releases we're going to see are Captain America 4 and Fantastic 4. Um, that's the 2025 we're going to be seeing. And then, basically, they, they said that Daredevil Born Again, which is still filming, which is crazy to think, uh, is still scheduled for a 2024 release. I have to think Born Again will have to be coming probably like late November, early December 2024. I can't see it coming too much earlier than that. But, I mean, it's crazy. It's like we were, like, at the peak getting, like, three, four Marvel movies a year and then three, four shows. And, I mean, yeah, a lot of them were not great. So, it's probably great that they're going for for a quality over quantity approach. But, just crazy to think we're going down to, like, yeah, two Marvel movies next year. Only one this year with Daredevil. Or, sorry, uh, Deadpool 3, unless you count the uh, Sony Universe movies. But, yeah, it's crazy. I don't know. Yeah, it's, I think it's probably for the best if they dial it down a little bit. Cause, yeah, they're, they're releasing a lot of stuff that they weren't, I don't think they were seeing a big return on. Like, it's hard for people to keep up with and like yeah. watch all these shows to understand everything. Yeah, I have to think, too, like, I, no matter what you will say about um things like secret invasion or uh quantum mania but like a hundred percent undoubtedly their quality control was slipping like secret yeah. invasion just was all over the place narratively visually it had some issues same thing with quantum mania um like re regardless of whether you like that movie or that show or not like you have to admit that yeah like just the standard of quality across those has been slipping quite a bit lately. So, yeah. Keeping it controlled, keeping it where you're on top of the quality control on that. I mean, yeah. From what I've heard, too, Captain America 4 had some issues with, like, test screenings and stuff. And people weren't exactly as enthusiastic about it. They've cut, like, large portions out of that movie and are reshooting things now. So, um, yeah. It sounds like, at the very least, Marvel's taking it seriously fantastic four uh hasn't even started filming although uh dun 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 pedro pascal is confirmed to be playing raid richards in the mcu uh it's kind of a bizarre how this happened uh the sag uh screen actors guild uh they basically said that yeah pedro pascal will be unavailable because he's filming fantastic four 
And then they're like, okay, well, SAG is like a union, so they're not going to just be making stuff up. And then the director, uh, Matt Shakeman, he like po- he retweeted or he reposted a story, I think, or something like that, uh, saying that. So he's essentially kind of confirmed that, yeah, Pedro Pascal is going to be busy playing Reed Richards in the MCU. Um, kind of bizarre. Kind of wish they would have just like announced the whole cast and not just like, oh, here's the one person we got so far. But I don't know. Um, I mean, it sounds like from they asked the actor who was supposed to be playing the thing a while back, and he was like, I I can't confirm and I can't deny either. And I'm like, this is so bizarre. Just tell us. Just just tell us. And Pedro's everywhere now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm fine with him playing Reed Richards. I mean, I think, yeah, I think he can pull it off. Yeah, especially like with him playing Joel in Last of Us, like kind of playing despondent, kind of like I don't know, I don't want to say jaded people, but like, yeah, I think Reed Richards is kind of someone who's a little despondent, a little like disconnected from humanity, and I think he can play that well. So, but at the same time, you still have to buy that he's a hero and he can do heroic things, even if he is a little, like, disconnected from society. Yeah. Gotta hit the gym. Yeah. Yeah. Just gonna start bulking up. It is gonna be kind of curious who they cast as um, his love interest, because he's, like, quite a bit older. And I thought they would go a little bit younger for Reed, but, I mean, he's... How old is he? Yeah, he's got to be in his... I want to say, like, 50s. Yeah, I uh, thought they were going to go younger with the whole team originally, but now that they've casted him, it's they're going to have to kind of cast the other like three members kind of around him, probably do some screen tests, see how they all work together. Yeah, so he's 48 years old. So Oh wow. Yeah, and then um they was uh the Vanessa Kirby was being rumored to be his love interest, and she's like 35. So, okay. I mean, 13-year difference. A little, a little, a little bit uh, longer than probably most people would think. But, I mean, Pedro does look a lot younger than his age. So, I guess that's a, that's a that's plus. Um... Uh, okay. Uh, Marvel Studios president Kevin Feige reveals a new Deadpool 3 logo on his trademark cap at the Saturn Awards. Uh, people were trying to figure out because, like, the, the, the hat had, like, half Deadpool logo and then half Wolverine logo. So, uh, people are taking this to be that's the official logo of the movie, which makes sense. I mean, from what we've been seeing and hearing, it seems like the movie is going to be pretty equal parts wolverine and deadpool um there was the title of the movie on the back of the cap but you know the the camera quality was not good enough to make out the title of the movie but something tells me when we see the trailer tomorrow at super bowl they'll reveal the full title but you know it's just funny it's like everyone was trying to like like beef up the image quality so they could figure out what the title is but wasn't yeah i saw that on twitter everyone trying to like zoom in decipher yeah. it 
It's like <laughs> you knew Kevin Feige did that on purpose. He's like, mm, camera quality on camera B is gonna be kind of shit. Maybe if I just turn my head here, they won't be able to see it. Like Kevin Feige, he's such a tease. And we get that trailer tomorrow, though, eh? Yes. Yeah, and it's confirmed too. So we're definitely yeah. getting a trailer. They said it'll probably be after halftime. So if you're not watching football because you just genuinely like football and you just want to watch the trailer, uh, it'll be after halftime. So after Usher, I think Usher is that pre or the halftime entertainment this year. Um, you know, after he's on, then start paying attention. But I'll be too. They'll only be like the thing with these Super Bowl things is they they can only put up like a certain amount of time just because it costs them a lot of money, and then the rest of it will like they'll have a full trailer on YouTube. So I mean, if you miss it, you'll probably just see it on YouTube later, anyways. But um, just watching YouTube. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna be watching the game, so I'll watch this trailer and get excited, and then it'll be like watch the full thing on YouTube, and I'll be like, cool. I saw that. Um, Disney making some changes. Uh, they're uh, so we were supposed to be getting a Moana Disney Plus series, but Disney and Bob Iger have now decided that it should be a theatrically released sequel. So the Moana Disney Plus series is now Moana Two, and. There was a teaser trailer and an image release, and it's coming November of this year, which seems very surprising. But something tells me the work had already been done on it, so they're just probably recutting it to not be a show and be a movie. Um, but it just kind of is interesting because, like, they were they're doing the live action Moana, and now they're doing this, and it just seems like a lot of Moana content, and I don't know if. Like, how popular is Moana? Like, do we need a, a theatrical release sequel as well as a live-action remake? Like, am I just deaf to the popularity of Moana? or is What? That... We're getting both? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's That's a live-action remake of the first movie, and then yeah. we're getting an animated sequel. Yeah. Like, am I... Am I am i wrong in that moana is not that popular i don't know like i don't think it was like frozen levels of popular or anything yeah i i don't think so i don't think it is that popular let me like look up how much moana made at the box office because i'm kind of curious now uh it made 643 million which i mean Respectable amount for Disney, but it's not like the one billion that some other movies that they've made have earned. So, so weird. Yeah, like Frozen in 2013 made one point, almost one point four uh, billion dollars for context. So, yeah, I don't know. Disney's just shoving water down our throats, apparently. Um, but I also like. I get it at the same sense too like they're they have had like a lot of misfires lately and I think sequels are a safe bet even if yeah probably is I don't know like again Moana probably didn't make the most money but it definitely probably made more than uh, a lot of what uh, Disney put out last year so 
Uh, onto the little bit of DC news we got this week. Uh, DC Studios co-chair James Gunn refutes a rumor that the Batman will be the next hero to be cast in the, the DCU. Uh, there was some rumor that Batman was going to be cast next, and somebody was saying that all these casting people were getting ready to cast Batman, and then he came out, he's like, we don't even have a script. And I'm like, sir, A, that doesn't mean shit, because we all know that you guys are like willing and able to cast people before a script's even done, but, I mean, I don't know. Do we believe him? Do you think the Batman's going to get cast next? Adam, you're the DC expert here. <laughs> I'm the resident DC guy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, I guess they're be casting in order of the movies. So like, uh, like we got uh, what's her name, Millie uh, Alco or something as yeah. uh, from Game of Thrones as Supergirl because I think she's gonna be in Superman Legacy. Um, yeah. And then I, I guess I think they're gonna do her movie next, perhaps. Uh. So, I mean, and there's going to be some other, I think, heroes that are also in Superman Legacy, so they've casted most of those. Mm -hmm. But, um, I mean, I'm, yeah, I don't know. I, I imagine Batman's obviously a big one that they want to get, but I don't think he's going to be in Superman. And they'll probably introduce him later in the universe. Um, yeah. Because I was thinking I, yeah. maybe they might do something where they... Um like introduce him in a post-credit scene and i can also see why he would also be coy about that because you would probably want to leave that as like a surprise for the theaters like i don't know maybe the end of superman legacy you have like a post-credit scene where batman's tracking superman on his computer and he's like oh i'm coming for you next or i don't know something like that but i don't know i yeah. just I, I do wonder if like there's like he might appear but I feel like if he appeared in Superman Legacy, it would probably at the best be like a post credit scene or something. Yeah, most would probably be something like that. But I, I'm a little worried they stuff Superman Legacy too much with too many characters. Uh, yeah. Because I think they're, they're even introducing some of the authority and stuff. and Maybe they can make it known that like like uh, like Bruce Wayne exists. But yeah, maybe, maybe they show him too. I don't know. Yeah. I do think that, yeah, definitely we... Uh, I mean, it's Superman Legacy. It's a Superman movie. We don't need too many characters, but I hope that the they use the characters to, like, flesh out the world and make the world feel lived in, which yeah. I'm fine with. Like, if you have, like, a small little scene where, like, Superman's fighting some bad guys and some... Uh, some other heroes just show up to help him out like that would feel kind of natural and cool i would be down for that but if it's anything else than that like if we're getting like a b storyline with uh you know some of these heroes like i don't know if it would probably feel a little too much but i don't know at the same time too you know are people gonna be okay with that if you just have like a character that some people like to show up for a quick little like action piece and then walk away but I don't know. I kind of feel like that's what they're they're going to be doing. Because, I mean, Supergirl, the, her movie, I think, comes after Batman, Brave and the Bold, from what they were Yeah, doing. I have to revisit what the whole timeline is that, what he said, of, like, there's this whole first chapter of DC, but... Yeah, because I yeah, want to... It might be after. But, yeah. Because I, I know she's in Superman, so that's I think that's why they casted her first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I think too. I, I think James Gunn said something about like how he's, like, um, 
someone asked him like if it's just going to be like cameo porn and he's like no we're very against this just kind of like cameo porn idea like i'm just ooh, here's this character and then you know kind of like they go away it's like if you're not doing cameos then you're like giving fleshed out storylines to these characters and that's going to take away from superman it's like i don't know this whole yeah so i i wonder what the balance is that he's going to do there and how much we're going to see of everyone else yeah Um, like i i have a feeling his idea of what a cameo is is like different than everyone else's like i would think of a cameo as like even if it's just a small little like tease of a character like you know i don't know if you're not giving this character like a full storyline then it's probably just yeah a cameo but like i don't know maybe he's thinking like there's just a little like shot of them in the background they don't get any lines of dialogue or something and i'm sure there would be some dialogue or something but i'm very curious like i i do feel like i need to see a trailer for this before i get excited but yeah yeah i'm i'm excited for a new whole new dc though i think it's time for like a fresh start yeah i think we all were hopefully they can get it right i think even the box office agreed with you because yeah practically nobody went to go see Aquaman, so oh yeah i i didn't even go to see that and like i'm a dc fan and i'm just <laughs> i'm like i didn't yeah. i just haven't seen it yet yeah yeah i i did eventually see it in theaters and it was like it was so disappointing because like you could tell they cut out big swaths of that movie just to like yeah get it to come out but like there was clearly stuff that they were supposed to be setting up that just yeah even by the movie's standards, it just dropped a lot of stuff. It just was like, no, we're just going to do our thing. It's like, all right. Okay. Um, oh, wait. New Predator movie from the Prey director. Dan Trachtenberg is in the works. It's going to be called Badlands. Apparently, it's coming later this year. So, that's a quick turnaround on a new Predator movie. Now connected to laptop QJ seventy four J0. Yeah, thanks a lot, Amazon. <laughs> I have my Alexa close to my desk desk and then it just ends up being more annoying than anything. Um Yeah. I don't know if they would bring the, the last predator was really good. Yeah. Prey. Yeah. Yeah, prey. So yeah. That was anything like that, I'm I'm down. Um Okay, so apparently this Badlands movie won't star the original star from Prey. It'll be a new protagonist and setting. Although apparently Prey 2 is still in the works. So, a little weird. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. Uh... Yeah, it's gonna. Oh, it's gonna begin shooting later this year, but we don't know when it's actually gonna come out. So, sorry, it's not actually coming out this year. Well, undoubtedly, it probably won't. But cool. Well, Prey was good, so I have faith in this. Even like, you know, I'm sure too. Like, even though it's a standalone, I'm sure they'll find some way to like connect it into Prey Two or whatever. Uh, yeah, they'll probably tie it all together. Yeah. Uh, former Thunderbolt star Io Adabiri, uh, who you probably know her from The Bear, because she's very good in that. 
Uh, she's being eyed to lead the new Pirates of the Caribbean movie, which Johnny Depp may return. So you were probably getting sick of seeing Johnny Depp in a Pirates of the Caribbean movie. Well, you're not done with him yet. Although apparently he won't be like the star of the movie. He'll just be like a side character, which is probably for the best. Um, Fine with that. I mean, honestly, he's kind of the best part of those movies. Yeah, and I feel like the whole franchise. Like, now that the dust has settled with the whole Aberheard thing, I think we all kind of... I don't know. I know some people are going to have different opinions, but it does sound like Aberheard was kind of more the villain in in that whole thing. So, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure some people are like, how dare they bring him back after all this? I'm like, eh, fine. Whatever. Yeah. I mean, honestly... Yeah, I know. I mean, all the personal stuff is kind of shitty, and it's like, you know, the... People are actors. They're here to entertain. Yeah, he's still. I mean, obviously, there's limits. Like you know, if they do something really horrible. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I won't watch it to be honest, just because of like it's Pirates of the Caribbean. The one, the last one sucked, but I don't know. I hope for the best. Maybe they'll just go back to basics. I don't know. I don't need a super complex story in those movies. Like. They're off to find a treasure, and there's a villain who's going to get the treasure, too. Great. Done. Don't need too much else. Like... <laughs> yeah. Like, you don't need... I, I really like the actress from The Bear, too. I, I think she could do a good job. Yeah. It's good to see her getting more roles. Yeah. Also a case of, like, Disney just looking inward, and, like, obviously The Bear uh, is on Disney+. Plus. Well, I think it, it's in the U.S. It's Hulu, but Hulu is still owned by Disney, so... Yeah, like... It's good to see that they're just looking inward and like, okay, who from this can we cast from our own, you know, thing. So, yeah, we'll see how that turns out. Uh, but it also explains, too, why she dropped out of Thunderbolts. Because everyone was like, why is she leaving Thunderbolts? Well, she's going to be the lead in the new Pirates of the Caribbean. That would be a very good reason to leave Thunderbolts. All right. Uh, Evil Dead. We're getting some spinoff from Vermin director Sebastian Ventsik. Venick? Yeah, uh, yeah. Not a sequel to Evil Dead Rise, but it's some kind of spinoff. We don't know what exactly it's spinning off. Maybe it's just telling its own separate story. But yeah, considering Evil Dead Rise did very well for uh, Warner Brothers, uh, probably one of the few uh, successes they had. I mean, last year was kind of inconsistent for them. Barbie did like insanely well for them but then at the same time you had other stuff that just bombed and didn't make any money um evil dead rise was one of the few like standouts for them last year so makes sense that they would want to you know go back to that well milk it if you will but um Furman was a good movie too so uh good get on that i guess uh sonic the hedgehog 3 we got a teaser it's pretty much just the sonic's little quills or whatever uh and then shadows and then it confirms that uh eggman will return but then we're also getting jessica jones's uh lead kristen ritter in the cast so good for her who knows who she will be playing but maybe she's playing shadow the hedgehog Although, there was this whole thing where people, like, thought they heard Hayden Christensen voicing Shadow the Hedgehog in the teaser. 
and that was kind of weird because I listened to that and I'm like, it does sound a little bit like Hayden Christensen, but also could just be someone doing a Hayden Christensen imp impression. So I don't know. I don't know if Hayden. Oh, yet to see a Sonic movie. You haven't seen any of them? Oh, they're actually. Cool. I haven't yet. They're actually a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard good things. Yeah, me neither. The first one's like it's innocent enough. The second one does some really cool stuff. Uh, definitely ups the ante, and yeah, the end of the second movie they tease Shadow the Hedgehog. So, uh, this new one, bringing in Shadow. So, who he's cool because he's Sonic the Hedgehog and he's got two guns. So, there you go. Uh. As like a little tandem to that, they also released the first trailer for Knuckles, which is coming to Paramount Plus. Um, yeah, Knuckles, it's spinoff of the show. A lot of people, including myself, were surprised at how good it looks. Like it looks just as good as the movie, uh, and it's coming to Disney Plus as a show. So, you know, I kind of was expecting the quality to maybe take a bit of a dip, but like it honestly looks just as good as the movie. So. That's, that's solid. Uh, and then final bit of news. Game of Thrones. We're getting the another prequel. This is based off Aegon 1's Conquest of Westeros. That's moving forward at HBO. So hopefully you like Game of Thrones because we're getting another prequel. I don't know. I, I feel like I'm, I'm okay with this as long as the quality is good. Because... House of the Dragon, I was not that excited for after Game of Thrones kind of dropped the ball in the last couple seasons. But it's been very good. So, I don't know. What about you, Adam? Are you Would you watch this? Yeah, I mean, I, I really liked House of the Dragon after being, uh, you know, really disappointed with the last season of Game of Thrones, as, as pretty much everyone was. But, I yeah, I thought House of the Dragon was great. So, if it's the same kind of quality and want to tell more backstory yeah. i'm i'm all for it yeah i'll watch it nice okay uh and uh that's it we're gonna take a quick break and then we'll come back and uh review a few things and then that's will be all she wrote hey spark have you listened to the newest album by smash mouth no i haven't gotten my copy yet oh man it's the bomb Oh, I heard they were going to use this for that new movie with Mike Myers, Shrek. It's okay. I mean, it's no walking on the sun, though. Ah, a ghost. I'm the ghost of What's streaming? You can magically play any song you want. It's pretty cool. In fact, Amazon Music offers a three-month trial for new users to check out its vast selection. Amazon? Like the website that sells books? Yes! In fact, take a look! What's this? It looks like a remote control, but from the future. It's a device that you can stream on. In fact, why don't you go to http colon forward slash forward slash getamazonmusic.com forward slash reading regards 
so you can try the successful free for one month. If you don't like it, you cannot subscribe at any time. Wow, there's a lot here. Yeah, there is. What's dubstep? All right, we're back. Let's review some stuff. Um, <clears throat> first off is Lisa Frankenstein. Uh, this is a new movie from writer Diablo Cody, who wrote uh, Juno. She also wrote um, Jennifer's Body. Generally a very good writer. Uh, and then directing this is Robin Williams' daughter, Zelda Williams. So I had like very high expectations for this movie because I'm like, okay, I like Diablo Cody's writing. I like, I mean, I've never seen anything that Zelda Williams has directed, but I mean, can't be that bad. She has a, you know, comes from a family of creatives. <sighs> I was so disappointed by this. Um, I don't know. The, the movie kind of sets itself up as like sort of weird science meets Heather. So... The idea here is that the uh, main actress, uh, Catherine Newton's character, she's kind of, uh, you know, not very popular. Nobody really pays attention to her. So she um, inadvertently uh, resurrects uh, Cole Sprouse's um, character from the 1800s or whatever and he comes back to life as like a, a corpse um and every time he takes like a fresh human body part he can attach it to himself and make himself look more alive so the movie kind of delves into like them killing people that are like mean not great people taking their body parts so that he can be uh, feel or be whole again so I thought okay this is kind of cool this would be like a little bit dark and a little bit gory but it's like it's PG-13 and honestly it felt even more like PG at times and I'm like this is a movie about like a character like two characters killing people and using their body parts like why is this PG PG-13 this should be rated R and there was just so many times where it just felt like the movie just tonally was so off and just was like avoiding kind of delving into these into like the darker side of this kind of story or at least like being darkly comedic with it because i would i'm fine with this not being super dramatic but like at the very least kind of lean into the darker comedy of it all but it never really does it just kind of stays in this like stagnant boring like i don't know you don't really get to see too much uh and everything's just a quick cut and it just, I don't know, it feels very stilted, very um, uncreative, un unoriginal. Um, kind of wanted to see a little bit more, a little bit, uh, you know, zaniness from this. And I didn't quite get that. So, um, yeah, like Catherine Newton's great. A lot of the side uh, characters are all good, too. But like, I don't know, just it was just so disappointing to see a movie like try to be edgy and cool and like it doesn't uh something tells me though like this will be at least popular enough with uh teenagers that they'll probably enjoy it like that's what who this movie seems to be for like it's not frightening enough that like it's gonna scare off 
teenagers, but it just seems quite edgy enough that like they're going to enjoy it. But I feel like for most adults and honestly, most people in general, they're are probably going to be pretty bored by this. So I'm going to give this a six out of 10. Unfortunately, I, I really wish I liked this more, but yeah, just wasn't quite uh, working for me. Okay. Um, all right. Adam and uh, Alma, you both saw this movie, The Taste of Things. What was, what was that all about? That's right. Um, okay. I, I, I have to start by saying that I really think the movie was doing something different. So, like, this movie has a lot of, like, so a lot of showing off the cooking like the movie starts with like at least 20 minutes or 15 at least 15 minutes of just like watching these people cook and you see one dish after the other after the other after the other so if you're like into that kind of stuff if you like watching people cook then this is a movie for you because you're gonna have a lot of that um people were I, I guess, like, so hungry at the theater, like, I got hungry. <laughs> um, you could hear, like, the people stomach. Oh. Um, in the wow. crowd. Yeah, it was crazy. Um, so I will recommend, if you are gonna watch it, definitely watch it with some popcorn. Uh, make sure you fit in. Uh, yeah. Um, and it's a simple story. Like, there's not much going on but i think the movie does that well because it kind of balances with like this long sequences of just cooking like if you had a very kind of like complex story you couldn't mm. give yourself time for that so that i'll give to the movie it's a love story the the movie was supposed to come on the 14th um and it's about this couple who like cooks um now it's coming out on the 16th that's what they told us um so unfortunately it would have been i'd say a good 14 of February, like a good valentine's day movie but it's not gonna be that anymore mm. um what what do you think though yeah i i also i made the mistake of watching this movie on an empty stomach um <laughs> So I was, it was kind of like torture for the first like half hour. Um, and like the food just looks so amazing in the movie that like, I'm just here eating the shitty bland popcorn and I'm like, this is bullshit. Like I want, I want to eat that. <laughs> yeah, it was debating. Is it better to get the popcorn or is it like worse? Because like you're seeing all of this like fantastic food, right? And then you're like eating almost like cardboard. Yeah. Like it, it, it feels like that. I was like, eh, I don't know if I want that. This is better than nothing, but it's just like it looks. It feels so tasteless compared to what I'm seeing on the screen. So. <laughs> yeah, but I yeah I like because I I'm a, I'm a foodie and I, I like foodie movies. Um, so this was kind of right up my alley. Um, but I I like too. Oh, it it kind of starts out about the food and then you kind of slowly learn more and more about the people that are that are making the food um and then ultimately it's kind of about like that that love and the passion not only that goes into cooking but 
goes into cooking for someone like when you make a meal specifically for another person Mm. um i think the i think the movie does that really well um yeah it's very charming simple story nice and i thought i had a really good ending too i don't want to give anything yeah yeah no me too the ending yeah it's i i'd say the movie is very unique in its way. I don't know. I haven't seen many movies like that. Um, and the sound design, I also liked it a lot. Like, you can hear all of it. Tools and I, I'm a very big sound person, so uh, yeah, I was very into that, but uh, I don't know. Uh, I would like to watch it again. It's definitely, I feel that although it was, like, a very simple story, it did have a lot of, like, small things that Maybe you don't notice, like, the first time that you watch it. But, um, yeah. Yeah, I will have to rewatch it. I want to rewatch it, which I think is good, because it's a two-and-a-half-hour movie. Um, I've just seen it, and I want to rewatch it. So I will totally recommend it. Um, nice. I will give it... Uh, maybe for now... 7 out of 10, which I think is, is pretty high. Okay. Nice. Yeah, I'll, I'll give it a I'll give it an 8 out of 10. A little higher, but yeah, I I, I really liked it. I, I definitely rewatch it. Um, yeah, and I yeah, it, I also say it's, it's pretty funny too. It has a lot of funny moments. Um, oh, yeah. 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 My only complaint for now, again, will be it was a bit too simple. Maybe at some points it felt like, oh, I'm just watching food, um, which I like, but that's why for me it wouldn't be a 10. Like, mm. yeah, it was like maybe two, maybe it had like two tones. It was like the love story. Um, maybe it was a bit sad at some, yeah, it was sad at some points. And then, um, okay, the cooking part, but it didn't have like such. It, it didn't have, like, a big, you know, arc of emotion. Um, which, like, not all movies have to have. Like, they could work like that. But um, that will be the only reason why I won't give it a 10. Oh, okay. That is totally fair. Okay. Uh, and then uh, I also watched a movie called Out of Darkness, which kind of like a prehistoric horror movie. It was very interesting. Kind of like, yeah, it takes place in prehistoric times and I don't know, just it's horror is kind of created out of the sense of like over like death is kind of like hanging above their heads. I don't know. I thought it was really interesting. So yeah, the movie kind of pits, uh, you know, the the protagonist of the movie kind of against like nature and like the elements and it kind of creates this like really kind of horrifying tale of like how do you how do you you know back in the prehistoric times like how do you survive how do you you know make it day to day obviously nowadays you know we've got so many ways of like keeping ourselves alive but back then not as much so uh, it's really kind of, it's really an interesting kind of look into like how harrowing it would have been in the stone age for like, yeah, these people to try to like stay alive. 
Um, yeah, the cinematography was really great in this. Like, I thought it really kind of pops out at you as you're like watching the kind of the 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 dynamic kind of like way that they kind of paint the um, the the sort of the landscapes and use that as like kind of a view into like the horrendous kind of conditions that they were in. Um, I will say it, the the like it's the cinematography good is the tone is good. The script was at some points like a little dull. Could have used a little bit more oomph. Uh, and the performances are all okay, but not the greatest. So I don't know. I'd give this like an eight out of ten. I do think that it's got a lot of interesting stuff going on. I just think yeah. It might kind of, yeah, it gets dragged down a little bit by parts of the script and a little bit by the performances. But, like, if you want to see prehistoric horror, this is the, this fits the bill. So, definitely would uh, recommend people check this out if they're looking for something a little on the prehistoric horror side of things. Cool. Uh, well, that's it for this week. Uh, next week is episode 500, so... We won't be doing news on that episode. We'll just be like answering questions. And we still have quite a few, but like if you want to send some in over the week, mailbag at com. just send some in and we'll read through your questions because what better way to celebrate 500 episodes than answering questions? So, uh, cool. Well, until next time, everybody. Bye for now. <laughs>